Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And welcome to Tuesday. What? Well, I guess we're, we're trying to wait. We're waiting. Taper, not taper. I mean, I know it's going to be a whole... $15 billion. If they do it at all, we don't know. But uh, that is what we're waiting for. The The issue yesterday in China continues. It is official. Evergrande missed their debt payment, so they are Boy. technically in default. So we'll have to wait and see. Will the Chinese... You know what? I'll say this right now. China's acting more capitalistic than we are because that's what's supposed to happen right if you can't pay your bills if you overextend it you default you go bankrupt you go out of business and something better will emerge from the ashes and and i just think i think it's funny because if you watch the mainstream media oh no oh they gotta bail them out and they got guest after guest, and oh, this is oh, don't worry, it's going to be okay because you know what? Eventually, China's going to come to its senses. And this is this this is the attitude we don't have capitalism anymore. And and this is why we're losing. This is why we're slipping. You know, it, 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 you know, I used to hear all these stories all the time about well, before I became successful, I failed first. Right, and you you learn those lessons. I don't know. Do you, do you learn more from losing uh, than you do winning? That you know that, that that's a that's a common phrase. I don't know, but I, I do know this. That's true capitalism, and and I hate to say it because uh, the Chinese, all, you know, obviously let's not kid ourselves, but at least in this instance, they're acting more capitalistic. And I just find it funny when I listen to American television, all they want to talk about is bail them out. I'm joined as I am every day with my partner, uh, the guy that runs Colorado for us, Jason Walker. Jason, any thoughts? Well, I'll tell you about mistakes. Uh, I, th- I think I'm like, I don't think everybody can do this, but I've learned a lot in my life. My, I'll have a lot of experience with uh, sympathy pain. When, when people around me make really bad mistakes and, and do things that make their lives harder, I I've, I've tend to watch that, those mistakes and sort of sympathize like, man, I'm glad I'm not in that situation. <laughs> so so I, I kind of I try to make sure that I don't make as many mistakes by watching other people's mistakes, and that's been uh, really good for me, Joe, is to, is to pay attention to the mistakes around me that are not mine and, and try to not repeat, you know? Yeah, I think that's everywhere, right? Whether it's your own mistakes, uh, a close a uh, relative, friend, whatever, you learn from your mistakes. But, but again, I'm just watching it. And, and this is where we, we've come to, which is everybody on on Wall Street, especially here in America, they expect a bailout. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I think they have a lot of their friends that are uh, have a lot of money tied up over there, and they're feeling really bad about it. I think that's what it is, Joe. <laughs> you got to bail out my buddies, man. They, they put a bunch of money in those Chinese stocks. Come on, man. 
it, it's just like it, it's just like uh, the government sending everybody checks, right? That yep. now we've got now we've got Americans hooked on bailouts. Uh, how about this morning, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot? She pitched a pilot program, and this is really spreading, especially in these blue states. She pitched pitched a pilot program yesterday, wanting to give five hundred dollar a month payments to five thousand low income households in the part of the city's proposed sixteen point seven billion dollars spending plan that relies on an infusion of federal relief. Uh, federal relief funds. So here's, listen, Chicago is broke. Illinois is broke. But they're going to tap the federal government. Hey, can you give us a bunch of money? And then we've got a great plan. We're going to take 5,000 low-income households and we're just start going to start paying them $500 a month. Yep. Federal government. How is that federal government's doing the same, Joe. Federal, federal government's giving out 300 bucks per child right now. You know, that's one of the stimulus that's going on. They're they're giving out 300 bucks for every under 18 child you have. And my 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 my, 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 uh, my wife's sister uh, has has seven kids, but two of them are over 18. So she's getting five kids, 300 bucks a month. She's getting 1,500 bucks a month on those five kids. And how does that help them? See, people say, "Oh, well, that'll help because you know, look, they'll have more money to spend." But but again, it's like. Somebody has a, a, a runny nose, and you give them the Kleenex. <laughs> the Kleenex doesn't fix the runny nose, right? It's a tool. Everybody understands that, right? Yeah, it's a tool. And, and here's the problem. The more of this money we hand out, guess what? The more money all of us pay for everything. Yep. And, and, and once they're on the nose, listen, they'll never get off. It's a case of, uh, hey, they're doing it, so we should do it too. And, and I just, exactly right. And, and, and the best part is, well, how are they going to pay for it? I mean, everybody knows Chicago's broke. Well, the, oh, well, you know what? We're going to tap the federal government. That's right. Another coronavirus emergency will probably do it for them. That's how they got through the last one. <laughs> and, and these are the things you don't see. Uh, New York, California, Illinois, they're all doing it. The, the, Really, when you look at the states that were in the most financial trouble, the federal government flooded them with coronavirus money. And now they've got a great idea of, hey, let's just start handing the people checks. Pizza Radio News Hour. Probably why gold's up another 18 bucks this morning. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two gold seventeen eighty up uh, almost eighteen dollars this morning. Uh, pretty much wiping out the. Remember what was it? Uh, the end of last week they had the, another one of these uh, mythical sell-offs. On, oh well, you know, Jay Paul may may get serious about inflation. They're not serious. Listen, inflation's already bad, and I've already told you it's going to get much worse. The Federal Reserve knows this, yet they've done nothing. And now they want, they're going to try to gaslight us again and pretend, and I don't even know, so today they've started their meeting. Right now I'm sure they're having croissants and freshly squeezed orange juice. 
and having a grand old time, probably talking about all the stock trades they made. But don't worry, there's going to be, they're going to have a review of their ethics. Give me a break. These guys have enriched themselves, uh, making trades on things that they have, you know, insider information, uh, to say the very least. But once again, the price of everything, you're in for a rude awakening. And, and I think Jason and I are struggling to really show you how bad this is going to be. Guess what? The, the coffee. You know, we do the half-empty cup of, up a, cup of Joe show after this one. They're saying that coffee beans are up 87%. For a, just the beans themselves, uh, they're saying that there's a consensus that 20% of all of the trees that, that they are used to produce uh, the coffee beans have been infected, you know, with some type of who knows what, right? And, and these are natural things. These things happen every year. Right, some a tree gets infected. There's a storm. Right, there, there's yep. uh, natural gas shutdowns. This shutdown, that shutdown, but it never results in this type of inflation. But now we have every ma- every major CEO that actually produces something is coming out and saying we've got a huge problem. And remember, we've already seen, Jason, a massive increase in prices. We've already seen it, but yet these CEOs are coming out saying, hey, we got more prices, more price increases coming. Yeah, Joe, it's, it's going to keep getting worse. I, I think what we've gone through is uh, uh, they've kept the uh, natives calm for now, but if it continues to happen at this rate or if it escalates, uh, we could see in 2022 uh, a lot of panicked people uh, and I think the stuff that, uh, like I said just yesterday, I was trying to buy freeze-dried vegetables, you know, on the Internet, and they're sold out everywhere. And there's a whole bunch of freeze-dried foods all over, these preparedness foods, you know, the things that, hey, if I buy this, I can hold on to this food for 10, 20 years, and then when the prices of things go crazy, I'll, I'll have done well with my money before the prices went up. Well, that's all that stuff's selling, just like the coffee you said. Joe, I got a list of indicators of things that should be making everybody panic and sell out of the markets that people aren't paying attention. It's like the S&P 500. So when you're, when you're ready, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all kinds of things to chew on, Joe, today because I got all these, these economic indicators that are just horrid, just terrible. And we're, we're going to do that next time. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you – this is in the last few days because companies are releasing earnings. Nobody wants to talk about that's, on my That's list. okay. That's why we're here. <laughs> right. Right? We'll talk about it. How about 3M? You may have heard of them. 3M CFO called inflation pressures on his company unprecedented. The impact of higher commodity prices, soaring freight prices, labor prices are going to dramatically impact earnings in 2021. Train technologies. It's funny, he used the same words. Unprecedented. 
yep. is the word we've used around the inflation side. Morgan Stanley, they their 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 analyst made a joke on you know a virtual joke, saying that everyone could check the word unprecedented onto their twenty twenty one bingo card. Right, saying, hey, I've been sitting there, you know, this guy's job. What is, what is his job? Well, I got to sit and I got to listen to earnings calls. And I've got to go through and I've got to read, you know, their earnings releases. And essentially what he's saying is, hey, every CEO and every CFO is using the same word. And it's called unprecedented. We haven't seen unprecedented prices yet but that's what's coming GE talking about inflationary pressures increasingly getting structural in nation the CEO of Allergon now they're they're again these are companies that make things now some of them you've heard of some of them maybe not He's saying that inflationary pressures are going to stick around for years. Adding, this is not a transitory situation. Eaton Corporation saying that supply chain bottlenecks fueling price increases, much to our surprise. And to the surprise, really, I think, of everyone in the industry we're seeing that things are actually getting material worse. So, again, this is what I'm saying. Things were already bad. And this guy's like, hey, I'm a shot. You know, I was listening to Jay Powell. Jay Powell told me transitory. Well, much to my surprise, things are even worse. Carrier Global said that the Home Appliance Corporation can't raise prices faster than inflation. Every time we raise prices, all of the prices we pay for products rises even faster. And you know what? This is what hyperinflation is. And Eric always used to use the analogy about the gallon of milk. Right? You go to the store, you buy the gallon of milk, and it's three ninety nine. You pay the cashier. The store orders the milk the next day. Next day they go to order the milk, and the milk's $5. So they turn around and they raise the price to 7 You go in the store, you buy the gallon of milk, you pay the 7 bucks. They turn around and order, and the price is 10 He raises the price to $13. You buy the gallon of milk, right? You turn around the next day, it's 20 This is what the CEOs are saying, Jason, especially the ones that actually build things. Yeah, one of the problems with that scenario and uh, with, with a lot of bad gold and silver dealers over the years that have, have failed is that uh, you sell at the lower price to get more customers, and then you turn around, you don't have enough money to buy the next product to sell to the next customer. What you're, what you're showing with the milk thing is is that at some point, they got to stop buying milk. This is why the shelves will start emptying. Well, I can't keep buying higher prices for milk every single time. I'll just wait until it's set, until it settles. And if you while everyone's waiting for it to settle, the shelves go empty. 
You know, because you can't have these companies going under, Joe, because they have to keep paying more every single time they put an order in. This is why you have 54 ships sitting out there outside of Los Angeles waiting for prices to sell. How about fertilizer, right? What did, did the fertilizer plants in the U.K. say? That's, it's just too expensive because we're going to produce it and we're going to charge X. And then by the time we need to make the next bag of fertilizer, the cost is going to be so much higher, we're actually going to go out of business. We're actually better off not making it. Right, and you have a lot of business. Carrier Global. Carrier Global. We can't. And we raise prices. And every time we go around to make the same item, it costs more than what we raise the prices in. Right. Deer in the headlights, Joe. A lot of business owners just turn into deer in the headlights, just sitting there waiting and watching. And it, it freezes up. That's what, that's, what, that's what they call liquidity. You have a, a liquidity crisis. No bailout can fix this. Matter of fact, you could argue, Jason. It makes it worse. <laughs> that the bailouts make it worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. <laughs> this has been unprecedented. This has been idiotic. Idiotic when it comes to economic policy. This is the most dangerous one. Again, though, they have so much power now. And we got used to bailouts, didn't we? Yep, yep. We got used to the bailouts. We've accepted the bailouts. They have way too much power. And now, guess what? The real pain is coming. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, You know, Gold's kind of sending a message. Something's up. I don't know what. Free money is like a junkie, Joe. Free free money is like a free money. Free money is like being a junkie, Joe. That's I mean that's why they say that Uh, they make that comparison to a a drug addict and 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 the uh, the inflation and the rising prices and you keep giving the free money, the prices go up. It's 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 a drug that these guys are on, Joe. I'll just say this. Remember the lows. That's those sixty-seven hundred point lows. Yeah. That never got retested after all the original bailouts. If things go wrong, that is exactly where we could end up again. And the problem is there's less and less margin for error. And, and again, they had two choices. Fight inflation. And I think we go back to 6700 because let's face it, there's not a person out there that believes 1% Fed's funds rate fixes inflation or 2% or 3%. Remember the last time what it took? Paul Volcker crushed inflation with a Fed's funds rate of almost 20%. And of course, now you look at, you know, back then the deficit wasn't even a trillion dollars. Right, they're in this horrible. We said it. They put themselves in this box. How did we get in the box? Right. Well, the answer is simple. We allowed for bad economic policy because it felt good. We allowed for bad economic policy because it felt good. And it, this isn't. Listen, and I'm not just talking about the last year. And it has nothing to do with COVID. COVID's just the the latest disaster that came along. This has to do 
with giving power and absolute power to the wrong people. It absolutely has to do with going and getting off the gold standard and going to fiat money and promising us that they were going to behave differently, but they never do. And now what do we do? I mean, are we just going to let inflation, are we going to just let inflation run ravage through our entire economy? Or are we going to fight the inflation? I think they're going to let the inflation and, and the go, Joe. Is they can't do either one, Jason. I think they're going to let the inflation go a little longer because that, that get buys them more time than uh, <laughs> crashing markets That's purposely. Absolutely. I think 100% agree with that. They are going to do the least amount possible, like, but like pretending they're doing a lot. I can't wait for this whole taper thing. Now, there's no guarantee tomorrow they're going to announce anything. Right. But, Joe, here's the other thing. When, when the things do, when, when the market does crash and it comes down hard, then they can they can uh, try to be more responsible or do whatever their whatever the next fake fix is going to be, and then the then the inflation may stop or stall, and then they'll say, "Well, see, we told you it was transitory." I mean, that's that's what I that's how I see transitory uh, finishing off for them is the next uh, I, crash. You know what? I don't. I, I I thought I believed that. I don't even believe it now. <laughs> uh, it's too great. I'm I'm listening to the CEOs and CFOs talk now, and I'm reading all of these comments. When you hear the word unprecedented so many times over and 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 over again, we've got a big, big, big problem brewing. Patriot Radio News Hour, when we get back, Jason's going to talk about all these analysis. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe Jake with Jason Walker. And I got, I don't know, man, I, I, I find it. Very interesting that they they just want to pretend like it's not happening, Jason. Yeah. You know, I watched Wall Street trade. You know, Wall Street was down uh, 600 and some odd points yesterday. Probably should have been down double that. Uh, today it tried to rally. Uh, right now it's it's pretty flat. Uh, last, last I checked, uh, it was up about 50 points. But at one point it was up about 350 uh, points on on the Dow, and again, the non-reality Dow Jones. I thought these guys were supposed to look into the future, Jason. They were supposed to be like, well, what's going to be? What's going to happen three months from now? What's going to happen six months from now? And I can't imagine that they honestly believe inflation is magically going to go away. And the Fed, all the Fed had to do was uh, announce a $15 billion taper plan, and somehow that's going to fix things, Jason. Yeah, the only thing they really fix is uh, the numbers. You know, uh, they, they, they change the numbers so that uh, it, it looks better than it is. I mean, if we calculated inflation, and, you, and of course you know this, Joe, but for the audience, in the 80s and then in the 90s, they just changed how they calculate inflation. We've had bad inflation, Joe. I think for this entire century, the 2000s, uh, what we're having now is is uh, the the end of an economic system, and they they're they're getting ready to give us something new, and it's not going to be easy to to bring that into fruition. Uh, Joe, the S and P 500, which is a great one to look at, uh, it's crashing. It's actually crashing right now, and and these guys have such control over these markets, it's it's hard to see it. But we talked about small cap and mid cap. Uh, I think last week, Joe, Ch- check this out. 
drop in companies on the S&P 500, okay? These are companies, you know, the definition of a bear market for any stock, individual stock, or, in, or in any indicator like the Dow or the S&P is, is 20%. Well, on the S&P 500, 15% of the cups, uh, companies that are on that are down 20% from their 52-week high. Mid-caps, 30% of the companies are down 20% or more. Small caps, 48% of those companies are down 20% or more from their 52-week high, Joe's. There's a crash happening right now. When these guys are, when you, the word you're using, unprecedented, it's definitely happening. Joe, what do you think of those numbers? Yeah, and, and again, just like just like everything else, how, do, how does Wall Street hide it? Uh, and, they, and they do it by what they call waiting. So the biggest stocks by market cap count more. So, again, by design, right? It, it, it's meant to fool you. Yep. It's meant to fool you. Because Wall Street knows the vast majority of people, the vast majority of their money that's in Wall Street is in 401ks. And, and throw IRAs in there. You don't get to pick individual stocks in those. You know, maybe maybe you'll buy like an index fund or or, or something to that effect. You'll buy a, you'll have exposure to certain sectors, and you don't even really get to pick a whole lot of anything. They give you the illusion you can pick stuff. Once a year, you may fill out, uh, look at a pie chart, and check a box. But that's about it. And it's really just a very small handful of companies, but their their market caps are so big now yep. that they dominate and give you a false illusion of what the economic realities really are. I had no idea. You, you just said, listen, 50% of all the small cap, small caps uh, in the entire stock market are in yeah. bear market. Yeah, yeah. this is exactly where we're at. And this is just today. Wait till we get another few weeks behind us, a few months behind us. Now check, check this one out. Margin debt spike versus the S&P 500. I'm going to give you some historical... You know, everyone's seen a line graph, and on the radio it's hard to do a line graph, but, you know, I'm going to give you the spikes of the margin debt spike, you know, where the margin debt was high and then came down, and then the S&P was at its highest, and, and it, it crashes. It's, it, it's very indicative. You can see it's happened many times. Uh, you got uh, March 1st of 2000, it spiked, and, and on uh, August 1st, the S&P spiked. A few months later, on 9-1, the S&P crashed down to a low, a low end on that line graph. On uh, July 1st of 07, the margin debt spiked on the line graph. The S&P on October 1st spiked to its high. On February 1st of 09, boom, down went the S&P. Uh, we had, and this is just recently, uh, January 1st of 18, margin debt was spiking up to its highest. The S&P on, <clears throat> excuse me, on... Uh, Oh, I got it here. I got it here. Uh, on, uh, on, it looks like a month later, the S&P, uh, it also was spiking at its high. And, and uh, by, by the uh, April of, of 2020 is when it came down. And obviously, coronavirus had a lot to do with that one. But it, it's an indicator that the margin seems to spike, Joe. And then the S&P follows it up. And then, oh, 
it, it comes down. Right now, June 1st is when the margin debt spiked of this year. So the S&P, it sure seems like it's it's not going up anymore, Joe. It looks like it's kind of gone flat. Is it you know it's getting ready to happen again? It's going to start crashing like these other market crashes that we've been. Uh, they show us the door, Joe. Just most people don't walk through it, right? Yeah, and that's always the problem. It's always the hardest uh, when you see this. But this time around, you know, when we're watching, everybody sees the bubble. They don't want to talk about it, and they, and of course, they'll parade people out there, and they'll, oh no, it's not a, it's different this time. It's not a bubble because interest rates are this. It's not a bubble because stimulus is this, and it's not a bubble because, well, Jay Powell said it's not a bubble, <laughs> yeah, a and bubble. inflation's just going to be transitory. All these things, it's a bubble. You know what? Cra- How do you know it's a bubble? Here's a cr- How do you know it's a bubble? Here's a simple answer. Are they allowing for true price discovery? Period. In other words, <laughs> right. are they not manipulating the market? And if the answer is, hey, they're not manipulating, then okay, it won't be a bubble. I promise you, tomorrow, if the Fed came out and said, that's it, starting tomorrow, we're buying no more debt. They're buying $120 billion a month right now. Their balance sheet is almost $9 trillion. What would happen to the market? What would happen to the market if tomorrow they said, it, oh, by the way, the Fed funds rate is going to go from zero. It's now 5%. We're going to start at 5 which historically would put you just right below average. Where do you think Wall Street, what would happen on Wall Street? I'll tell you what would happen. It would close. It would be down lock limit. And they would shut down the whole thing. And the next day, it'd be down lock limit, and they'd shut down the whole thing. And the next day, and the next day, until, I don't know, the Dow was about 6,700. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. I got a different number, Joe, when we get back. I'll tell you my number when we get back. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Gold is up 18, 1782. Uh, yesterday, Jason, we ran $10 liberties. Yep, ten fifteen. And it was ten fifteen, smoking hot. I did not do this. Okay, I didn't do this. But Arlene, she, she's our special child here at Patriot. She has a very unique skill set. And I don't know how she did it, but... She talked to a supplier that we don't normally use who wants our business. And she gave them the old Arlene sweet talk. I've got 50 $10 libs. Gold's up essentially. Now listen, when I, when I got the, the buy yesterday, by the time I got on the air, gold was up another 7 or $8. Now today it's up another 18. I've got 50 more 10 libs at the same price that we ran yesterday, Jason, at 1,015 bucks. How about that for a special? 800 951 And just remember, when is gold and silver really going to start to run? When the Fed finally says, we're going to taper. That could be starting tomorrow, Jason. Yeah, if we get to September 2022, uh, 
these these will be laughable prices, Joe. You know, that's just one year, and I, I, it could be less than that. We could be talking six months, and we're not coming back to twenty. Was it one thousand fifteen for a ten dollar lib? And uh, Brian and I did it when you brought us on. Brian and I through the two thousand eighteen and, and early two thousand nineteen. We're like, look, we got these twenty dollar libs. You can buy them at twelve fifty or yeah, twelve fifty or thirteen fifty. That was kind of the range for that year and a half, and that's gone. That's that's not coming back, and we're we're in that yeah, same you'll level never now. See it again. Yeah, we're at that yeah, same thing now. Yeah, it's a higher price now, but it's the same position. That's you know they don't want gold and silver to, to to ride high because it shows how messed up everything is. So well, you know what? Here's the reality. You know what I love? I love it. With, oh well, you know, gold's the old relic, and and look at you know it's not performing as well, and blah blah blah. That's all baloney. And what I mean by that is the only thing they've done has created reckless, idiotic economic planning that has denied. Remember what Wall Street really is, all right? Wall Street's a, it's a debt market, number one. But number two, it's supposed to create price discovery. Price discovery, true price discovery, only works when you don't manipulate things. Wall Street right now, I think everybody out there could agree, this is not 5% manipulated, 10% manipulated. It is 100% manipulation. All of you know I'm right. And guess what? This We knew this day was coming. We just didn't know when. Right? When was all of the debt finally going to catch up to us? After all the... I mean, listen, the Fed's funds rate is zero. It's freaking zero. Most <laughs> right? of you don't know this, but it would be less than zero. But the Fed has started to pay a little bit of interest for all these banks every night. They had to do that. Not because they wanted to, but it was the only way to keep the Fed's funds rate above zero because they didn't want to have that, oh, well, now it's negative. Yep. yep. And now we have what we all knew was coming. Listen, I'm not saying it. You know what? It's one thing for me to say it. I mean, I just read you how many different CFOs and CEOs out there – and they all use it. When Morgan Stanley says, okay, we can check off the unprecedented on your bingo card. They've never used words like this. Not not since not in the 20 years I've been here. Before previous crashes, Joe, the, the Fed could drop interest rates. And they didn't have this severe inflation we have right now. So just like you were saying, there's zero. So they, there's nowhere to drop the rates. And they have this severe inflation. There's nowhere to go. This is why. This is why they're. I know they're almost telegraphing this crash, Joe. And you said 6,700 on the Dow. You know the one crash that doesn't get very much attention because you know it just it feels like a fake crash was uh, coronavirus last year. Now, what what did the Dow go down to, Joe? Was it like 17,000 something like that? Yeah, right, right, yeah, right around that that 17, 18,000. They, they, they created such a massive panic emergency. The world is coming down situation for a lot of people in their minds that. That believe that coronavirus is going to kill 10 million people. Uh, that 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 was a huge sell-off, and it happened in four, like four weeks, really. So, Joe, I don't know if we get down to 6,700, but I'll tell you, I, I could see you know, a, a less than a four-week span going from 35 down to 17. 
I'm wondering if well, that's... Well, that'd be dramatic. That, that fast would be dramatic. And again, I, I say 6,700. That's if the Fed announced tomorrow. Instead of, hey, we're going to not buy $15 billion, we're not buying $120 billion. <laughs> And, hey, by the way, inflation's here. we got to start fighting it. And we'll, let's just start with 5%. Right. So, Joe... I, I promise you... The Dow would be down lock limit every single day till it was yep. 6,700. Yeah, I because agree. I agree. That's pure manipulation. That's all that's happened. What's the difference between Dow 34,000 and Dow 6,700? Manipulation by the central bank. Correct, Joe. But they are still in control of this game. And I'm that's wa- true. I'm wondering, right. if, I'm wondering if the corona crash last year was testing their limits for the, for the crash that's coming. I'm wondering if that's, if that's the, the buy signal for these guys to try to scoop up cheap assets for the companies that are going to make it out of this thing. I'm wondering, really, if that's what that was last year, Joe. <clears throat> the corona crash is telling it's the signal for the buy for these uh, these market guys. Very, very interesting how all of this is going to play out. Because, as we said, there's no good choice here. You fight the inflation, you kill everything. You don't fight the inflation, you kill everything. Patriot Radio News Hour. Before everything's dead, have that gold and silver put away because when we come out the other side, you'll be the king. 800-951-0592, the U.S. $10 Liberty. Again, kudos to Arlene here. 1015 Even though gold, since we started that special yesterday, gold's up 25 bucks since then. A uh, thousand fifteen on ten dollar liberties at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We still have some rolls of silver quarters at the two hundred dollar level. Good move today out of silver. Silver up about fifty cents this morning. For I don't know, maybe the eighth time it feels like that. Once again, silver keeps holding twenty two dollars. Bounces off, goes the other way. Again, I think we're very very close. Could be as early as tomorrow, if it's not tomorrow, six weeks from now, uh, when when we really start to find out what's really going to happen, Jason, as far as at least the taper thing, so we can move on to the to to really focusing on what's really happening out there. Because I'm going to tell you right now, fifteen billion dollars ain't going to do anything. Right, Joe. Let me give you the bullet point. If I were standing in front of Jay Powell and I had a question for him, <laughs> I would give him this bullet point list. How do you, how do you answer this? Uh, the S&P is slowly crashing very quietly. You have margin debt spiking. You have the P.E. ratio spiking. It was only higher in 2000 2007. Consumer sentiment is lowest in decades. Company earnings are very low right now. Forbearance is ending. Unemployment checks are ending. The debt ceiling is coming. Taxes are going to rise if they have that $3.5 trillion. Corporate's going to go to 26.5. And individual top earnings is uh, taxes at 39%. Uh, the Buffett indicator, Joe, we covered is 300, 239% uh, GDT to market value. It's 91% higher than the long-term trend line. These, these Don't uh, worry. It's not a bubble. It'll be fine. <laughs> How about today? You know what the good news today was? Housing starts were better than expected. <laughs> and, of course, oh, we, got, we need more houses. Let me, let me just tell you. And, again, this is how people, they, we've gotten this dumbed down. Do you know that permits for actual houses, single-family homes, actually fell? And that the whole increase was because 
there was a 20% increase, 21.6% increase in multifamily, which is apartments. Yep. Get ready for renter nation here in the United States. Single family home starts fell 3%. Multifamily starts up 21.6. Let's call it 22%. That's the, that's the good news. That was the good news today. Again, this tells you listen, the reason why they're not building single family homes, it's simple. They don't you can't afford them. Investors can't make money on them. Yeah, you can't afford them. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry. We can't build a single-family home for less than three or four hundred thousand dollars. You can't afford it, so why build it? And Joe, I think the pressure on buying those multifamily homes will go up because let's just say, hey, I, I had a bunch of money tied up in Chinese properties, and I'm, I got to sell all that. Well, where am I going to put all the money? Well, these these American houses are much cheaper to get involved in, much more profitable. We'll just do multifamily homes all over the country. Could absolutely be right. 800-951-0592, U.S. $10 Liberties. Again, 1015 Take advantage of uh, our leads, wheelings, and dealings here at the Patriot Trading Group. Gold, again, as we close out here, 1881 Silver, $22.60. Uh, the Dow's up 150 points right now. Why? Let's see how it all plays out. 